0: All the tools and the processes and the systems you have to put in place, how they all string together, your finances, raising money. This is this is execution.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. All right, Sangram here back on the Flip My podcast. I'm super excited to have David Politis. Uh, He's the founder and CEO of BetterCloud. Uh, he also just wrote a book, so this would be really interesting to talk about that. He has done so many things. He's been on board of Sales Fusion. He was on the leadership team at Cloud Sherpas. He had another uh, company started before this, and they're doing some remarkable things. So, David, without further ado, would just tell the people who you are, what you do, what makes you tick.
0: Sure, sure. Thanks, Angrim. Nice to talk to everyone. So um, yeah, my name is David Politis. I'm the founder and CEO here at BetterCloud. BetterCloud's a SaaS application management security platform. Uh, so we we focus on giving IT the the ability to control their SaaS environment, all their, their mission-critical SaaS applications through policy management and enforcement, through access management. Um, so we've been doing this for about six years, Company's about 160, 170 people. Headquartered in New York City, engineering headquarters is in Atlanta. Raised about 50 million dollars to date, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been an amazing ride so far. Still a long ways to go. Like you mentioned before this, I was at Cloud Sherpas, uh, where I was really early on the team there, one of the first 10 people on the team there, and and saw that company grow from a couple million to a couple hundred million in revenue uh, over over a period of time. And before that was the the first employee. And the CEO for a a good amount of time at Vocalocity, which was a cloud PBX company headquartered in Atlanta, ultimately acquired by Vonage, became Vonage Business, and was really the beginning of of the turnaround of Vonage about four years ago. Um, So so my entire experience, my entire career has been spent in SaaS in one way or another, in in cloud uh, technology in one way or another. And uh, yeah, it's been, been an amazing ride so far and still a long ways to go.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's amazing, right? That uh, you know, When you go through all of these things, I wonder, given the topic that we have, which is why some companies make it and others don't. That's the topic we're going to pursue to kind of figure out what do people have to say who have been in roles like yours, who have probably seen everything from hiring people, uh, technology, innovation, all these different things that are really the sausage making of greatness, and leadership and all that comes together i wonder what's your take on this question of like why do some companies make it and others don't
0: i love this question i i've been reflecting on this a lot the last you know couple of years honestly as as we look at how our trajectory at better cloud and and our vision and you know for me one of the big things i'd say number 1 in my opinion is execution at the end of the day everyone's got ideas. You know, you look at two companies, 10 companies, 20 companies with the exact same idea, and someone is going to win. And ultimately, they're going to win because of execution. And it's hard. It's hard. It's actually harder than people probably give it credit for at least anyone who's never been at a company at zero from from inception, that uh, it is challenging to execute from a sales perspective, marketing people hiring, firing, building people, programs, building a culture, support, supporting customers, complex, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's these relationships that you're building with customers, all the tools and the processes and the systems you have to put in place, how they all string together, your finances, raising money. This is, this is execution. And for me, if I, when I reflect on it, that's the companies I've been a part of that have been successful. I've been, I've seen from the outside that have been successful. Most of it. In, in my opinion, it comes down to really, really strong execution, and and it's not the um, I want to start a, a company because I want to have you know I want to be the CEO of, of of a company, a technology startup. It's it's about I want to actually build a business, and I want to go to work every day and grind and make the challenging decisions, the micro decisions, the macro decisions. It's it's all of that. If I look back at Vocalocity, I have a pretty interesting. When I look at execution, like at Vocalocity, we were competing with dozens, dozens of companies in this cloud PBX space, and and really the way we won it was execution. Other companies would be getting leads from from sources online, and they would be able to respond to those leads in a matter of 30 minutes, 20 minutes, and we were able to go to 15 minutes. They got to 10 minutes. We got to two minutes, and no one could figure out how did we get that low in terms of the response time to call these customers, and that was the difference between converting those leads into customers or not, was being the first in the door, letting them know that they were going to have 10 people calling after us, and that, that's execution. You know, it's, it's about building support on a support organization that can support thousands and tens of thousands of customers at scale and have happy customers when they, after they have had an interaction with the support organization. That's hard, grinded out kind of work. That's choosing the right tools, that's tweaking the process every single day. That's looking at reports. That's figuring out how to hire and train agents. I mean, so that's number one for me would be execution.
1: Man, that is that is a solid response. Like, I, wor- I wonder how many people think, like, man, you got to have a great vision, right? When you think about companies like Salesforce and uh, the iconic brands out there, you know, in in the industry – and Apple, and you start thinking about like, well, you know, it's because of Steve Jobs. It's because of Mark Benioff. They are the visionaries. Like they are the one, that's the reason why, and that's probably what people see. But what you're really saying is like, no, 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 that's great. And there are a dime a dozen ideas like those. they are probably another companies who could have been uh, thinking like Apple, but really what made them great is is execution and not the idea. Is that, am I catching it right?
0: That's, a, that's exactly right. I mean, you think about Uber and you think about all the competitors Uber has had, and whatever your opinions are on Uber as a company, uh, they they executed. They, they got aggressive in order to win in their space. They had to get aggressive. They had to go lobby in different states in order to be approved to operate in those states. They had to make decisions to to operate without licenses in states in order to get their foot in the door and get going. They had to make the decision to, to, to raise the money that they raised and invest the way that they did. So there, that's execu- – I mean the idea – there are companies who – I was using products before Uber that were like Uber and it's just – it was the execution of that 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 really won in my in my opinion um and put them where they are it's the idea wasn't that innovative Um, it wasn't the first person ever in the world to think that that we should make that process more convenient Um, so that's that's an example but yeah i i think that that that's exactly what i'm saying is that it comes down to to the execution if i if i were to say the second item on my list it would be the team because in order to execute it's the team. It is impossible, especially at scale. It's impossible. No one person can do this work. So no Steve Jobs or Mark Benioff, they can drive it. They can be the visionary. They can be the the person everyone wants to follow, but they can't do all the work. It's impossible.
1: Right. Now, let's I mean, majority of our listeners are in marketing and sales and and they're looking to figure out like, well, how do we play a role into this? Like given how much success you had and how many probably lessons you have learned along along the way of marketing and sales and alignments and, and, and how the companies come together to do it. What role does individually marketing or sales or together play in that success? And, and, and hopefully, you know, love to hear if there are any lessons that you've learned in that process
0: one big lesson that I've learned is to your exact point the alignment between sales and marketing is really important when when they're operating in silos what ends up happening is marketing is putting out a specific a kind of message they're 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 going out doing demand gen campaigns banner ads display ads email and all of that is the message that they believe is is gonna resonate with the market. And on the other side, you have the salespeople who are having interactions day in, day out, hundreds or thousands depending on the size of the the company. And they're hearing firsthand on the front lines, what is resonating? What are those aha moments for the customers? What's that, that one sentence or that one piece of content that takes the person from this step of the funnel to the next step of the funnel? And I believe that having those two groups communicating at all levels, and understanding what are those customer stories, what message is really resonating, and then making sure that that works itself back into the demand gen and and product marketing side of the organization, having that alignment is really important. And again, that's about execution. That's about making sure that there's the right opportunities for those those groups to, to speak, making sure that, you know, that they're the right people who aren't territorial and, and trying to own their area of, of the business without uh, collaborating. So that's what I would say is a big area that I I've seen uh, – and I've made these mistakes actually where – and I've seen it done in companies that have been successful. But at some point, it ended up backfiring and there was a realization we need alignment. Almost every time something occurred or there was a realization that money was being spent into a black hole because the message that was being delivered or the target market that was being – that people were going after was just not the right uh, the right group or the right message. So that that's my thought.
1: Now that's great, man. I, I recently wrote an article like the buck stops at the CEO. And in a lot of these cases, because we have seen, you know, here with Terminus and with Pardot in my my previous life is that, man, if the CEO is saying, marketing, you need to go get leads and then telling sales, hey, you need to go get get me, um, you know, a whole bunch of accounts and revenue and now leads are getting passed over that may or may not be fit. Like the incentives are just not aligned. So it really, I, I wonder what role does a CEO play in this process of kind of creating the alignment or, and what advice would you give to sales and marketing teams today that are out there that are struggling with this thing?
0: So one one thing that we have done, and I'll say that I have done, and, I, and I've seen this, I think, with some of the, the best CEOs, the most successful, is being in front of customers and taking the message. So the CEO going to customers, pitching a customer with the message that that marketing has developed for sales with the uh, the demo script and marketing is, that that has been developed for sales and essentially go and and pitch and see firsthand. What is the reaction? Is it awkward to pitch this? Is it is it working? Is there that aha moment? And really being in there firsthand, I think is a big, big piece of the puzzle. So that's, that's a big one. And then two is just making sure that there's constant, that you're, you you do not have the, the walls and the politics up between the groups and, and forcefully doing that. And at BetterCloud at Vocalossi at CloudSherpas, there were the weekly sales meetings were weekly sales, but then the entire marketing team is in there as well listening to the stories, listening to the wins, listening to the losses and making sure that that's a there, there's a safe place to to share that information and to drive that learning. So that's that's what I would say.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And it's funny you say that, uh, you know, because I, and I was just smiling uh, to myself here because we do this like nine o'clock every Monday morning at Terminus. We have sales and marketing come together. Sales would do uh, share, you know, they'll have gongs and stuff or what success, and they'll tell a story of why a certain deal closed and who all were involved in it. And then marketing is also presenting in it or by part of it, and that to me was the most exciting meeting of the week. Uh, and that's because that's where really you can see people smiling, people excited about it, and not finger pointing around it. And and I think that that does make a lot of lot of good stuff. And then the other part you mentioned about pitching, I love that, and I think many companies out there, leave it up to like, hey, it's the job of the AE or if it's the job of the product marketer, not even the marketing, you know, CML, product marketer to come up with the The deck and the pitch and the messaging and let them do it and let them come back with feedback. But very few executives, especially all the way to the CMO, CEO level, would go in and say, you know what, I want to test it. I want to be part of it. I want to be a team together and see what happens. So that's a really awesome feedback.
0: Yeah. And I've, I've seen that, you know, I've seen that at BetterCloud where I'll be the one in the meeting with the product team, with the product marketing team saying, this is the message. I think we all agree on it. Let's go forward with it. And then I'll turn around and have to pitch that. And realize, whoa, that that breaks down, you know, and uh, it's pretty interesting because even in a room, in a conference room, looking at all your customers and data and everything else, you can come up with some interesting message. You can come up with an interesting angle. But then when you're actually in front of a customer listening to them and talking to them, you realize that is not. You know, that may not be what resonates with our customer. And, and it sounds good. It may read well, uh, may be what the market wants to see, it may be what Gartner wants to see to be in the magic quadrant, but it's actually kind of all bullshit. And at the end of the day, that's not what's going to make the difference with the customer. And so that for me has been a really big lesson. Get in front of the customer and use the exact same pitch that the sales team has to lo- use, and you learn very quickly whether it's going to work.
1: I love that, man. So to recap, here are the points I took for the listeners who obviously might be driving right now and we don't want them to cause accidents. <laughs> so one is like execution is the name of the game. It's not just the idea or the strategy. Execution is what really matters. You definitely got to have a great team pulled together. You can't do it alone. If you want to go further in anything, you need to have a great team. So it really supports that. Sales and marketing alignment is absolutely pivotal in order for our companies, especially if someone like you who have done many companies and have taken them to great heights. If you're saying that that's one of the most important things you look at from a success perspective, that is really cool. And the last point, which I think is my favorite of all, is get out there. Be in front of the customers. Don't be behind and just having in the boardroom conversations, just meeting internally and trying to think and, and say that, well, this needs to be the pitch. Be out there. Be vulnerable. Put yourself out there so that people can see and you can feel either the pain or the excitement that you want your marketing sales team to feel when they're doing the pitch. Man, that is that is phenomenal. I love all these points that you just mentioned.
0: Great, great. Yeah, those are all spot on. I would leave you with one last thing, which is hope for some luck because for the companies that have really killed it, you got to get some luck. You got to get some market timing. You got to get some, you know, timing that a customer is ready for that type of technology. You got to you got to have some luck. That's that you got to wrap it all with some luck. And, and uh, if we're all being honest, that's the truth. You need you need some some good timing. And that puts the accelerant on everything we just talked about.
1: Amen to that, man. That's awesome. David, thank you so much for uh, being being on this and sharing all of these like literally five. That was the fifth one. So I hope for some <laughs> luck. It's so a really, really good job wrapping it up where can people find you if they have questions, comments, or just want to kind of reach out to you?
0: Uh, If anyone wants to reach out, you can just email Dave at BetterCloud.com. Find me on LinkedIn. That's probably where I'm most active of all the social media channels. And yeah, just shoot me an email. That's that's really the best way to get in touch with me, Dave at BetterCloud.com. Always love to talk about this stuff.
1: That's awesome, David. Thank you so much. Thank you.